Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. I'm doing swellular and cellular and all together. Mm. What the hell, Yuller? How are you doing, Patrick? I am swelling as well. You're swelling. What yeah. what part of you is swelling right God, now? God, I feel all of it. Especially your penis. <laughs> Hello, welcome. My name is Britton. I am Patrick. And you're listening to The Media Dungeon on the Dumb Idiot Bullshit Podcast Network, the only podcast network that is only for dumb idiots <laughs> and bullshit. And if, bullshit. If you'd like to support us, please visit patreon.com slash dumbidiotbs or check out our website, soytrek.com. Once again, that's patreon.com slash dumbidiotbs, where you can get access to the Media Dungeon Plex server or soytrek.com to buy my merch. Yeah. Any, anywhere is cool. Any anywhere. support's appreciated. Yes. We love it. With that out of the way, today <laughs> we're here to talk about... The sadness mm -hmm. from 2021. Yeah, yeah. I never even heard of this movie until you suggested it. Really? Yeah. So it was, it was kind of on my radar because I'm in in horror circles, mm -hmm. you might say. Um, you know, and uh, this this movie actually got quite a bit of buzz when it came out, um, but mm -hmm. it didn't actually get buzz until it came out on Shutter in mm -hmm. 2022. Yeah, and I got Shutter. Mm -hmm. I haven't watched really anything on it besides the Boulay Brothers Dragula. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that's on Shutter now. I thought that was on YouTube still now. No, Shutter, yeah. That's on Shutter. That's pretty great. Mm -hmm. That's good for them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You got a good platform. Shutter's a pretty fucking cool streaming service. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I need to explore like, it more. I haven't really checked anything out on it. They've got about as many movies as like Netflix does. Wow. Which is crazy. But all horror based. But, right? but all horror. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, and they've, they've put out. They put out one of my favorite movies of all time, straight mm. up, uh, Mad God oh, by yeah, Phil yeah. Tippett. Yeah, 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 I watched that. You suggested that. I watched that. That was really good. Yeah, yeah right? Yeah. Like, the world building on it was was incredible. Like, mm -hmm. uh, very few, like, films build, like, such a unique, specific world like that. Like, mm -hmm. the only other films I can really compare to in terms of, like, complete world building are, like, you know, Mad Max, mm -hmm. especially Fury Road. Um Fucking, I don't know, Star Wars. Mm. Like, very, very few films, like, can actually, like, effectively build 
a unique, interesting vision of a world and like the systems that drive it in mm -hmm. such a short amount of time. But like a night, weird little nightmare world. It's such a fucking nightmare. <laughs> it's, it's it's like a descent into hell is yeah. what I, I describe it as. Yeah. It's like the most unique, interesting vision of hell I've ever like experienced. And oh, yeah. I, I feel like it's more of an experience than a film. That's why it's like a five star, like one mm -hmm. of the best films ever for me. I hope that's the hell that I'm going to. Mm-hmm. Like a weird little stop motion hell. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> You'd be a giant in that stop motion hell. You'd just be like smashing all these little clay figurines. That'd be, yeah, I'd be. Or like, you'd be one of the guys on like the electric chairs there, just like constantly shitting into the bucket. God, I hope so. That would be. I feel that that would feel really good after a while. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, bet, I bet they're always. I think they were always coming and shitting, weren't they? Something oh my like God! That. Sign me up. <laughs> yeah. Right. Hello. <laughs> I wonder if you can like get get that job through a temp agency or like yeah. how you really get hooked up with that. Yeah, I mean, I've been applying places, but so far I haven't found like a uh, full time cum shitter. Cum shitter, yeah. yeah. Like that's. I think that's called a, a, a CEO. Oh yeah, cum, cum excretion <laughs> operator. <laughs> God, it's like like I get the, I finally do somehow get a CEO job. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, all right, I'm ready to start. And I sit, <laughs> up, I sit at my desk and just start shitting and coming. I'm just like, what <laughs> you are you doing? You set your, your desk in the bathroom. It's <laughs> just like a specially made bidet with a dildo attachment <laughs> on it. <laughs> Here to serve. <laughs> Reporting for duty yeah. and cummies. <laughs> and cummies. Duties and cummies. Mm -hmm. Duties and cummies. <laughs> Duties and cummies. 99's The Mummy. You know what I'm saying? Was it 99? When was Maybe. The Mummy? I don't know. I love The Mummy. It's fun, right? Yeah, it's a good, mum, good movie. But that's not what here... It's a good mummy. Mum mummy. Yeah. <laughs> Today we're here to talk about the sadness from 2021. Um, so the sadness, uh, originally released in Chinese as uh, Ku Bell, which is translated to Cry Sad. Okay is a 2021 Taiwanese body horror film written, edited, and directed by Rob Jabaz from Canada. Who's, Jabaz! Who's definitely like a white guy. Yeah. I, I, he's, I like, a, he's like a big death metal white guy. <laughs> I had a feeling I, lo I looked it up before we started. I'm like, oh yeah, definitely a white guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is uh, his first film, first feature film in script writing, editing, and directorial duties so it's like a, a first for a lot of him prior to this he made several shorts all to various of claim and one of the shorts is in the movie a mm -hmm. little bit uh, yeah. most of them animated mm -hmm. so the film did he animate them himself like those or did he just direct it or? i don't know i mean he yeah. is an animator okay so that makes sense yeah i think he might have animated it himself uh, the film received theatrical release in Taiwan on January 22nd, 2021, and premiered internationally at the 74th Lorcano International Film Festival in Switzerland on the 12th of August, 2021, and finally began streaming in the States on Shutter in May of 2020. That's wild that it was, like, released theatrically during COVID. It is, <laughs> which is because this film, but it's not because this film is kind of about COVID. Kind yeah, of. Yeah, kind of. Kind of. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's based on, like, a much older story, but I feel like yeah. it's, like, it has a COVID prescience to it. Like, Yeah. And when watching it, I was like, this feels like it was based on, like, 
a source material like before COVID. Yeah. And it's just like adapting COVID into it a little bit. Yeah. Um, That's, I, I, I got that same thing where I was watching it and like I, I was, I was texting Lucy. I was just like, oh, I'm watching like a COVID zombie movie. And then like, cause like when it first started and then when the thing started going, I'm like, okay, I know exactly what this is. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so, uh, the plot for this movie is fairly simple. A young couple tries to reunite amid a city ravaged by a plague that turns its victims into homicidal maniacs. Mm -hmm. Like psycho rapists. Yeah, psycho rapists. That's Mm -hmm. definitely probably the best way to put it. Psycho rapist. So (laughs) initial impressions. What did you think of this movie? Well, like when initially when I first watched it, Mm -hmm. I was just like, I mean, like it, it started off. I felt strong. It did. For me personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it was, I, a, it, was, it was a really good first scene and compelling like Yeah, like I had, and compelling like opening to violence, I'd say. Yeah, like I like the build up, like uh-huh. I like the paranoia, like um I, like cuz like you initially there were some scenes of just like, you know, just like you kind of wondering what's happening. There's like small allusions to mm-hmm. like a larger like a larger like plague happening right. or, or an epidemic sure. of some kind that people are kind of like ignoring a little bit mm-hmm. and not taking seriously which yeah. you know we experienced with covid yeah and so i was just like okay i like where this is going uh but then it got to a point where i just like didn't like it mm-hmm. and thinking about it more today i grew to just like just hate it interesting <laughs> yeah. okay okay well for me i thought it was um a pretty effective melding of kind of both japanese and american style body horror mm-hmm. like the uh tetsu films Mm-hmm. And the hostile films, respectively. Yeah, uh, I will say, yeah, the body horror and, and um, special effects are very good. They're very good. Yeah, they're they're very well done, and a lot of them, a lot of them make sense in context. A lot, a few things they did, I thought, were just a little gratuitous. Yeah, and like, hey, shock value kind of thing. Yeah, like Serbian film type, mm-hmm. you know. But, but as like a a gore enthusiast. Mm-hmm. I I did enjoy that this film was a good film as a gore film. Yeah. And then an okay film <laughs> as a zombie like outbreak yeah. COVID film. Mm-hmm. Okay, not great. Um but uh it has very very strong influences from both Garth Ennis's Crossed. Yeah. I got that a lot. That's why yeah. I like texted Lucy. I was like, I'm pretty positive this is based entirely on Crossed. Not not entirely. It, it also there's some very similar scenes. Yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Uh, but like, there's also like a lot of like crossover between uh, Junji Ito's works as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, uh, the Japanese body horror um, mm-hmm. comic maker. And also, of course, 28 Days Later. And 28 Days Later, yeah. and also death metal music video yes. imagery. Very <laughs> death metal. Like, this yeah. this movie, I'm surprised it didn't have, like, a death metal soundtrack until yeah. the very end. Because, like, a lot of it felt like very mm-hmm. death metal video to me. I, yeah, that's one. Th- yeah, that is definitely one area where also I think it missed the mark for me. Was the like, music? No. Yeah, there's mm. hardly any music during the True. Movie. And true. like if there was, I you thought didn't that was intentional it. and I yeah. kind of liked that. Yeah. It, I think it gave, it, it gave like a greater sense of space and eeriness to everything yeah. and like a greater sense of panic to a lot of things. But I, uh, I think, yeah, I, but I, I think I would have liked it to elevate it because I, I think it, it is a very like serious movie. It is like, yeah. and I, and I felt like it probably would have given like the subject matter mm-hmm. and like just how like the, uh, you know, like the, 
And what are we calling them? We're not calling them zombies, right? Like, I was thinking since they're, it's an Alvin virus, I was thinking chipmunks. <laughs> chipmunks, the Alvin virus, <laughs> because it's um, like because like it's not COVID, it's Alvin, it's it's the Alvin virus, right? And they get large black eyes when they're infected. Mm-hmm. How about the black eyes? <laughs> the black eyes, Bla- not the not the black guys, <laughs> the black eyes. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Uh, I just I was because I was trying wondering like because like yeah, you can't call them anything. I mean like you know you call in in twenty days later the, the rage zombies because they're not because like right, these right. people they get infected and they're still alive. Right, and so like they're just they just become maniacs like in Crossed, right? And um, in in Crossed, I want to say wasn't the thing that like they got infected and they like acted out their wildest desire or something like that? Yeah, I think it was basically the same thing where they just yeah. like just become obsessed with murder and rape. Right, right, right. Because yeah. there is like because like I was like I was drawing a lot of parallels between them. Mm-hmm. Like once I once I kind of realized it was like cross like um like I realized like the initial scene that starts off cross starts in a diner as well. You know because Yeah, yeah, with the, and, and there's like yeah the, <laughs> yeah, the 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 fryer basket thing too. Like, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and like and um and 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 um uh, and then it goes from there and also so like there's a girl that's like blinded somewhat in this, you know, there's a blind girl in yeah, cross. Right. And of course, like and blind they, girl is a great sympathetic character, though it is, and and also just like also the way they act, like when these people are infected, just like in Crossed, mm-hmm. um, they're smiling, they're laughing, they right. take they take joy out of sadism, mm-hmm. and also like also if, which if is pains, also like a very Junji Ito thing. Yeah. there's a couple stories in mm-hmm. which people like get infected or become crazy, and they're mm-hmm. just like really smiling, and like they have either whited out or blacked out eyes, yeah, or, or crazy, or eyes. they want to go into their hole. This hole is mine. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go. I have to go. Go into my hole. That's how I feel about <laughs> holes. But yeah, like um, yeah, I was getting lots of crossed vibes from it, and then like, of course, I looked it up. And I'm like, oh yeah, it's set specifically. It was influenced by crossed, which okay. makes sense. Yeah, and yeah. like on the thing. Um. But yeah, there was. Uh, it does get gratuitous to a point where I just like it, I it does. Like I'd say around like two thirds of the f- way through, like. Mm. Up till then, it's, like, I think a very effective, like, I don't know, like, kind of edge-of-your-seat horror film. Like, where where you're always, like, you know what's going to happen, kind of, but Mm -hmm. you're always waiting to see, like, how far it ratchets up. Yeah. And it ratchets it up a little too far at one point. (laughs) Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, okay, well, like, I, I don't know if I'm really interested in, like this like gratuitous element anymore quite as much but it it was still good like that that didn't like Mm. decrease from the quality of like the filmmaking and the vision yeah i don't think yeah that's what they that that is like i think it's shot well i think yeah special effects it's it's incredibly well directed yes yeah like the special effects are are really good like Uh you know like i'm a big fan of like heads exploding yeah (laughs) so i i didn't like that scene until the very end and then i'm like okay that was that was cool i will say like basically i think like the movie is very well paced until it gets to the hospital yeah at that at that point it it does i thought they could have definitely um maybe tighten this film up by about 10 minutes yeah, the and third it, act really drops the ball, I think, in my opinion. Yeah, like, I yeah. was, like... Not in a way that I don't think it ruins the entire film, though. Yeah. Because I, I do ultimately like the ending. The ending mm-hmm. is kind of fucked up and really sad, but yeah. it, like, really takes the theme of the film kind of the next level, I think. Yeah. Uh, I could have used something else to elevate it, though. No. Like, I, I didn't like the... 
I mean, are we going to the things we didn't like? No, 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 not yet. Let's okay. let's let's actually jump into the, the things we did like here. Yeah, the the yeah. scenes we did like. So scenes we did like. Uh, yeah. I think we both agree the opening scene was actually really good, really effective. Yeah. Um, I did like the setup of I did like, you know, the slow. You know, like the relationship that it started between the couple, like I thought that felt very... Yeah, so basically the setup for the scene is a couple talks about everyday life stuff Mm -hmm. uh, while they wake up and get ready for work, Mm -hmm. while a news broadcast plays that clues us into events that are about to transpire. And that's the same doctor as in later, right? That's I think so. I think so. And it's, it's basically like a doctor saying that, hey... I'm trying to warn you, like the Alvin b- virus. Alvin! Al- Alvin! <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe should one of us should... Should, should I? <laughs> should I do the rest of the podcast as Alvin? Yeah, you should. You can be Dave. <laughs> I can, I'll be Dave. What are, Alvin! What are you so mad about, Dave? I only <laughs> fucked your wife. <laughs> You little cuck boy, Dave. You like when I fuck your wife, you little cuck boy? You know, I wonder if that ever did happen because, I mean, it's kind of fucked up that the chipmunks were, like, human size in the cartoon. I mean, like, kid size. They're kid size, but, I mean, yeah, yeah. they're kid size, but, I mean, they can grow, that, 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 that assumes they'll, they'll grow up to be chip, chip men. Chip men. Chip men. And I'm a big chip bull, and I just <laughs> fucked your wife, Dave. What do you think about that, Dave? Can't believe Al. I mean, I, I, I Alvin cuckolding Dave <laughs> is very in character for Alvin. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Alvin, as he's coming. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, let's, let's get into the, the scenes. We like. So, <laughs> yeah. so, uh, the opening scene was really good. Yeah. Um, at one point, uh, the, our protagonist, I totally forget his name. Jim, uh, Jim, Jim, office, okay. Jim. Yeah, I office Jim. Yeah. I, I, was, I was, I was like, one of them's like either Jim or Pam. I know that. Yeah. So it's Jim, and then I forget the the girl's name. Uh, J- there's Jim Cat. That's his Kat, girlfriend. Cat. That's right. Which I shouldn't have forgotten because that's my girlfriend's name. <laughs> that's your girlfriend's name. I apologize, girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. and then but think, it's 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 not spelled the same. So. And I think the the um uh the gr- the girl on the subway. I think her name's Molly. If I'm right. That sounds about right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I think, and I think then so. like no one else really has a name. No. There's uh, like the, one of the ma- other main characters is just called businessman. Yeah. Business so we'll, we'll just call him businessman. Yeah. And honestly, I thought he was an incredibly effective villain. I, I liked businessman. One of the, one of the scenes he did, we'll talk about. I yeah. didn't like, yeah, I thought it got cr- too gratuitous for, and not, yeah. and like weird and like not, not to say anything just to be like, just to do it, I think. Yeah. Um, but businessman was a good character, I thought. Yeah. I, I, I thought he was very effective as a villain. Like mm-hmm. that's one thing. Uh, like that's the thing. Like I don't have anything against like the acting performances. No, all like, the performances I, were pretty good. I yeah, think. I actually th- actually like really liked it, how mm-hmm. everyone, uh, everyone's acting. The the only thing is like yeah, it was it was acting on a script that I didn't feel was super strong because. I don't know. I, I felt it should have had less talking, to be honest. There mm-hmm. were there were two scenes that yeah. I thought were like the two worst scenes in the film, basically, and those were the scenes with all the talking. Yeah, like yeah, um, yeah. But uh, 
No, but the first scene's very good. Um, at one point, Jim goes out onto the balcony and uh, he sees an old woman in a bloodstained shirt from another building mm-hmm. that comes into play later. And also he talks to his landlord who comes into play later as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, spoiler alert, all landlords are <laughs> evil. I guess that actor, I guess like he is like, a popular um, spokesperson for a Taiwanese grocery chain. Hmm. <laughs> I saw that. On interesting. The That's so, yeah. interesting. So I guess like he is very recognizable to, uh, to the Taiwanese people, but mm-hmm. at, and commercials. <laughs> That's pretty fun. <laughs> but I thought, but I actually thought he did a great job as well. He did. He did. I yeah. really liked him. Yeah. Um, so uh, I thought like this scene specifically like evoked a keen sense of normalcy. Yeah. With, like, a weird, like, off-puttingness that I honestly felt, like, similar to during the beginning of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Like, um, it, it just put, like, a weird sense of eeriness and, like, a sense of doom of what's to come. Yeah. That, that I, I, I totally felt it captured pretty well. Yeah, that's, a, that's a, a, like, like, because I didn't know anything going into this movie. Yeah. Like, I, I briefly kind of, like, skimmed over, like, the synopsis. I'm like, oh, I'll figure it out when it starts. Mm-hmm. And then, like, then I saw, like, the Alvin virus hand. I'm like, oh, is it a COVID, COVID allegory thing? Mm-hmm. And then, like. No, Dave. It's about <laughs> me fucking your wife, Dave. Damn. <laughs> but, like, um, I was, then I was like, okay, so it's, it's evoking that sort of, like, feeling that we had during COVID. And so I kind of was going into that, with that sort of like frame of mind. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. There was like some breakdowns of that where I think like the Alvin virus was like, you know, and the initial paranoia was like Mm -hmm. about it. And then it just kind of abandoned like COVID as a, (laughs) as a a premise. It kind of did. It it came back around in the end though, in a way that I feel like was very, um, Oh gosh, what was the Snowpiercer kind of yeah. in its delivery of like just like an action film that at the very end tries to like send a big message? Mm-hmm. Although I, I felt it wasn't nearly as good. I mean, the end scene in in Snowpiercer is amazing. Oh yeah, I love Snowpiercer. Right, right. Yeah. Whereas the end scene in this is kind of like underwhelming, or like the, yeah. the the climax and like where we learn everything that's going on and like everyone's odds and stuff like that. I actually kind of feel like ran out of money. <laughs> Because like apparently the way they they produced this was uh, with cryptocurrency. Oh, ah, really? And one of the producers, Cam Girl Business. So like one of the producers. That's amazing. Yeah, one of the producers uh, owns. That's amazing. Yeah. Honestly, honestly, <laughs> not for the crypto, but like like the fact that like this was like partially funded by like a sex worker. Yeah. I'm gonna give it like another half star for that. Straight up. Well, I think I. Well, I, I think, think it's a four well, star film. I, I think it's on the back <laughs> of uh, sex workers. I think like the owner, the person who owns <laughs> the, the cam girl business. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't like that. Yeah, that's why I was like, no, no. I thought it was like an independent cam girl, but no, no you're talking like an Andrew Tate type motherfucker. Yeah, I think it's a guy. I think it's someone that owns like a cam girl site. I don't like that. Yeah, not like not like specific like one cam girl. Yeah. Oh, never mind. I thought we were talking like <laughs> top oh one percent of OnlyFans nah. fucking out <laughs> here, funny. like making a horror movie with her pussy, like. <laughs> yeah. 
I would be a million percent about that in so many ways. But it it makes sense. Like maybe it was funded by cryptocurrency and they're just like, this Bitcoin's going to fund this whole film. And then like the Bitcoin went, and then like, all right, guys, it's going to take all place in a hospital. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So that's a good scene. Uh, After that, um, Jim and Kat travel to work or Kat Mm -hmm. travels to work. uh, Jim drives. Yeah, on his little, scooter, on a scooter, a little scooter, and we uh, we see a um, I don't know, like a a, a scene of violence and like mm-hmm. a guy getting locked up, and we you know kind of just like a uh, uh, show of what's to come. Um, the second scene that I really liked on here was the first act of violence we really see on camera, mm. uh, which is in a restaurant mm-hmm. and uh, from <coughs> an old woman that we saw on the mm-hmm. rooftop earlier in a bloodstained dress. Uh, and this is some fucking crazy gore violence that mm-hmm. suddenly erupts mm-hmm. and, uh, she like uses a fucking fryer basket and like fries this guy's face and then peels his <laughs> yeah. skin off. And it's like, it's fuck. It like shocked me. Like yeah. not, not many horror things like really shocked me, mm-hmm. but like these were like really good practical effects. And I was like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh. just starts ripping his face apart. And yeah. Yeah. And it, it made me say fuck out loud <laughs> to my cat. Um, he's like, right. Yeah. Uh, but no, it was, it was, it was really effective horror. And this was, this was pro- maybe one of the best. I, I feel like they played their best hand too early. This was one of the best horror scenes in the entire film. One of the best. Like, yeah, one of the best, yeah. like, bits of special effects in the film. Yeah, because also, like, at this point, you don't actually know what this virus is doing to people. Right. Like, you and, just see, like, this violence, like, suddenly explode. Yeah, and and so you're, like, it's, and this this is when, yeah, you start to kind of figure it out. And mm-hmm. and I did like the build-up to this scene. Like, um, uh, like I said, like, this is very, this mirror is, like, the first scene in, um, and crossed right when like the diner when the guy who runs the diner is attacked and that's the right. that's the first attack that sets off the events of crossed mm-hmm. at least for like the survivors and right. i was just like oh yeah oh i didn't well i didn't i didn't think about that until later then i started you know because then we start to see like actual like up close the once like the granny attacks that person mm-hmm. you know spits in that other guy's face and, and then he gets him. violent and then and, he starts stabbing his friend yeah. and yeah. so you can see like we, we figure out like Okay, this this is um, transmitted through bodily fluids, it's tra- and, and like the the infection happens almost instantaneously. Right, right, right. Infected, yeah. Mm-hmm. Except and there's like some some people who I guess like have the flu, and then they're um, they get sick later. Right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I thought this scene was was pretty great. Uh, we see a realistic suicide. Which I thought was great. The lady jumping off. Oh the, the building. yeah, that was good. That that like that that also like shocked me. Like yeah. that, that f- whole first opening scene where we get a scope of like what is starting to happen. Mm-hmm. I thought was incredibly well done. It like centered around Jim and yeah. uh, just like followed him. It had a very like manic feeling that I thought captured like the essence of like Twenty Eight Days Later really well. Mm-hmm. Kind of that you know handheld camcorder like mm-hmm. what the fuck is going on kind of. Mm-hmm kind of feel to it, which, oh, yeah. which I really, I really liked. Um, another scene I liked, uh, was kind of the scene, like right after this, the scene, uh, where the girlfriend experiences the violence for the first time. Mm-hmm. And there's a big stabbing on, on the train. Um, and there's several stabbings on the train and people mm-hmm. just start going berserk on the train. Um, it, it was like a little too much for me. I yeah. thought like, it was like, 
you know, gallons and gallons and gallons of blood in a way that I didn't think was like too realistic. There, there was, yeah, like there's like a guy in that guy. There's also, yeah, there's also like in that there was like once the stabbing happens, there's a lot of people who do not react. Right. And I'm this, and, and then or they this, just go, oh, no, they're, they're so, which uh, might be true in Taiwan. I don't know. I don't know. But, I've well, never they, been but some people don't, aren't even aware that the stabbing's happening. Mm-hmm. But there's like people getting stabbed and people screaming and people reacting. And then mm-hmm. some people just like act like it's the first time they saw the stabbing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like there's one guy who's like after like five people have been stabbed, he's like on his phone and mm-hmm. then gets stabbed in the neck, and that's yeah. like when the giant fountain erupts mm-hmm. <laughs> on the ceiling. And I was just like, good lord. Yeah. And um, but yeah, this is but this is also the point where I was kind of like, well, also the diner scene mm-hmm. because I felt with like they were trying to have some sort of like COVID allegory, like they weren't doing a great job of it at this point because there was no none of the social distancing. Right. Or any I, sort of mask wearing it, especially on the, the public transportation. Like there mm-hmm. was no masks except for like Molly, the one, right. the other, the other female um, support, the female supporting character. Mm-hmm. Like when we're introduced to her, she's the only one with a mask on. At, at the same time, there is a scene in the film where you see like um, uh, Jim pulls up to the hospital and there's just like a pile of masks. Yeah. There, discarded <laughs> yeah. masks. So, yeah. You know, it, it kind of like makes you wonder, you know, what the imagery of that was about. Um, yeah, and because like also when he's talking to the landlord, the landlord goes like, "Oh, I don't believe in doctors." And there right, is, right, and they, right. it does kind of have like a theme, like there's like the the theme of like this trust of doctors comes up like again, with, right? When we when mm-hmm. we meet the vi- virologist, mm-hmm. but like I, I was wondering because also this will build into a scene later, mm-hmm. but I'm just like wondering if that was like why people were so like against. I mean that. I mean that happened in America, obviously. You mm-hmm. know, like people refuse to adhere to any sort of COVID regulations whatsoever, mm-hmm. and you know, they're still meeting in public spaces and still going on public transportation without masks. So mm-hmm. it's like, okay, so maybe that's what he's trying to say with like. But then I think like, oh, I think like it's just like the um, uh, a starting point to just do his like crossed movie. Yeah, which I think that's, that's, that's <laughs> like, true. Yeah, so I mean, I it, it definitely feels like he kind of wanted to make a cross movie, yeah. which is fine. I mean, which is this, fine. I mean, yeah, this is not like I wouldn't say like a bad adaptation of Cross. It's like probably the closest thing we'll get. Yeah, I mean, Crossed. I mean, we didn't. We had Cross. Like I, I read the original series of Cross, mm-hmm. and then there was like I read a couple um, offshoots. There was one called Family Values about huh. like some ranchers uh a rancher family that's affected by the crossed thing mm-hmm. and then like there was like another one about a, a serial killer hmm. um i read those and i found out there's more i didn't even well, realize I, I didn't even know there was more than the original cross yeah yeah there's there's there was a couple other ones and so i'm like okay um and so i could see this as being like it could have crossed been, universe yeah part of, yeah it could have been mm. like yeah cross taiwan right right <laughs> you know just like which yeah, makes I mean, they have a large extended universe they also have david crossed david crossed yes yeah. yes alex crossed no alex crossed yeah, yeah. um <laughs> uh oh yeah uh christ on the cross <laughs> they could have done a good that one uh, yeah but i think he, he probably should just gone ahead and dubbed that because i was like at a certain point i started to be like can Garth Enos sue? <laughs> like, I was just like, because just, just like the, the behavior of like, of like the, um, the, uh, you know, the infected in this and then mm-hmm. like the crossed are, are very, very, very similar. Yeah. I mean, you can't put a fucking, you can't put a, a 
trademark on a, no, a, a virus like, like, that you, makes people you know, murderous. Like, yeah, you can't like like you can't do it with zombies or anything. Right. right. But it's just it was just it was very very similar. So I was mm-hmm. like, okay, but yeah, yeah. Like uh, uh, th- this scene though on the train that we were talking about. Yeah. Uh, this is actually unfortunately where like a bunch of sexual assault assault starts happening. Yeah, as the well. first rapes. Uh, start yeah, happening, yeah. We, we. I don't. I feel like this movie would have actually been more effective without any sexual assault. If it was just like people go murderous. And actually, and that's and that's the thing because like mm-hmm. I feel like he's trying to make some sort of commentary on sexual assault. Yeah. Because like we're is this he... is where we're introduced to. Well, this is where we're introduced to uh, the businessman. Right. Right. Who who comes. To who approaches our female lead cat. Right. And, and he's like attracted to her and tells her he's she's beautiful and she's like, uh, yeah, yeah, leave me alone. And basically harassing her. Yeah. And then like, of course, like he's infected and mm-hmm. then he starts, you know, aggressively coming after her. Mm-hmm. And so I was thought I thought maybe like, is he trying to make some sort of like, you know, you know, like commentary on on just how like, you know, women are assaulted and and like stalked and 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 like because like because he's very misog- he's he's very misogynist he's he's specifically setting out he made like raping um her and her friend his priority after, right after exactly becoming infected yeah i mean it could be a commentary on that but then i was just like okay if he is mm-hmm. i feel he's glorifying it as well and it's it's hard to make some sort of like commentary he's on it. He's glorifying it and gorifying it. Yeah, he's glorifying and gorifying it, and it's just like it's it's hard to like you know a point to something and say like well that's bad, but also then just like exploit it in a way where it's just right. like becomes very gratuitous. Mm-hmm. And it's just like okay, well it's like do you want to say like this is a bad thing or do you want to say like. I'm gonna put this in the fucking movie <laughs> and then be really cool with it. I mean, but but it's I mean it's it's obviously not cool because it's yeah. showing that these people are doing like their deepest, yeah. darkest, worst desires mm-hmm. and they're doing like the things that they shouldn't be doing. Yeah, I mean, because if you're gonna put part and parcel like extreme gratuitous violence and and rape like and the gratuitous violence is bad, the rape is also obviously bad. Yeah. It was just like, but also it, you could tell this guy is like a gore hound. Like, oh, I, absolutely. Which is so, it's a fine thing to be. Yeah. Like, we 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 can't hate on that as long as like, I don't know. There's some kind of meaning behind your gore. Yeah, I I just feel like this guy was writing the script like completely rock hard. Like, I, yeah, <laughs> like, I, I, just, I I think he like kind of wrote it backwards and rock hard. Yes, I I think like like we'll get into it, mm-hmm. but I do feel like. Yeah, he wrote the scenes of violence and rape mm-hmm. first and then tried to write the story around that. Yeah, for a lot of the part. Yeah. 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 So um, this is where I feel like the, the film starts to fall apart a little bit uh, after after the train scene when they get Same. to the hospital. Yes. Because um, so so Kat, uh, a girl named Molly gets her eye poked out with mm-hmm. an umbrella from the businessman. From the businessman, yeah. And so Kat gets her to a hospital uh, along with another guy who, like, works at a, a mini-mart or something. Uh, I think he's, like, uh, yeah, I think he, yeah, he, I think he works at the, at, uh, at the um, subway. Yeah, he, he works, yeah, he, like, his, his thing was, like, uh, he had a name, but it was on slash, like, mini-employee or something. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't see his, I don't, I know if, I don't remember yeah, his name, I but, just, I just call him anime big boobs guy. Yeah, yeah, because the, <laughs> the cops told him to, like, close the doors yeah. on the tunnel for the, uh, for the subway, so. Yeah, and this, and the, and the trip to the hospital, uh-huh. personally for me, is, like, where, like, I don't think the writer-director was really thinking logically about you know, w- about like 
okay, it's like you're in this world. This is happening. Mm-hmm. Going to a hospital would be a very bad idea. Probably. <laughs> That's why I was like, when, people get sick. Transmission rates are up. Yes. Like, uh, where you're getting, there's psychos everywhere. Uh-huh. You're, people are getting hurt by psychos. Where also, are they going? People were also wearing masks in the hospital. People, and that's, why, that's also where I think like he was trying to also make some sort of commentary because they were just kind of like sitting there like sheep. Yeah. <laughs> watching TV and waiting to see <laughs> yeah, what happened. But yeah. I mean, what would you do? Like, well, for one, I mean, you would be one of the first to go insane. I would be the first to go insane. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But like, well, I mean, it, it wouldn't even be the virus. And You'd that's just, un, And I understand, uh, like, the, yeah, you it'd would. It'd be like a chipmunk. Uh, you freaking <laughs> I can see, like, yeah, logically, like, mm-hmm. from where they are, because they don't know what's actually kind of happening right now. Yeah. But so, yeah, going to the hospital with a person who just had their eye stabbed out mm-hmm. seems like a good idea. Sure. But, like, this is where, you, as a screenwriter, you have to show that it's actually a very bad idea. Mm-hmm. Because this would be, like... Almost ultimately, like, it is. It is. A bad it is. Idea. It almost really is. But they get there and like it's completely unaffected by what's going on. True. There's well, no sick, for, for now. For now. For there's, now. For almost like 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. Where there's a 10, 15 minute scene where nothing's happening at this place. Well, but I just feel yeah, like I but, just feel like that would be like the epi, almost an epicenter, especially because mm-hmm. like it should be said, like once these people are infected, they don't lose any of their intelligence. They remain, they retain all their cognitive and th- like thinking and problem solving abilities. Yeah. And so like they would be able to like navigate there. But also I just think like at a hospital, like, you know, you have a flu an ep- an epidemic flu happening mm-hmm. where those people th- that the flu drive makes you k- a killer. Those people are going to be at the hospital, mm-hmm. especially if you're old or enfeebled yeah. or like, you know, young or have some other like compromising issues. True. And also like, there's also like people getting hit. Like these psychos are like hitting people. Mm-hmm. So like people would be like flocking there in large droves. Right. 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 And, like the people from the beginning of the pandemic, like would yeah. be going there with injuries and they'd mm-hmm. probably be infected. And yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. Like, yeah. And I was like, okay, this guy isn't thinking, the writer isn't really thinking about like, because like I was thinking like also is like okay has any zombie movie really took place in a hospital? Before I mean, this, so I mean, in twenty eight days later, the guy woke up in a he hospital. He woke up in a hospital, yeah, and yeah. that was a bad place. Yeah, and so like, and I because you kind of see like because also I was thinking like I was also thinking about other you know this made me start thinking about other like sort of like COVID era COVID esque films I like. Mm-hmm. Or or series like Station Eleven, like I don't know if you see that. I have not seen it. Yet. Station Eleven fucks. I heard. I've heard. It's a mini series <laughs> or something, right? Yeah, it fucks so hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's like initial. There's a scene initially in that where it's like all these people with this like deadly respiratory disease that like kills you in a matter of hours. Mm-hmm. They're all flocking this hospital, yeah. and it becomes like the little <laughs> literally worst place to be. And uh, I was kind of thinking going, that was going to go through my head, like, because, like, when they initially, when uh, Kat suggests going to the hospital, I was just like, girl, you don't want to go there. But then yeah. they get there and. <laughs> but her friend has an eye poked out. <laughs> her, her friend has eye poked out. But, but I mean, th- thinking, I, I thought, like, girl, you don't want to go there. But they you know, thinking me as met, met in a meta sense mm-hmm. where I was just like, oh, that's going to be a bad time, place yeah, for al- you. Also, this place has fucking glass doors. Glass door. Oh, my God. Yeah, that drove yeah. me nuts because, I mean, okay, so we just had. Like people attacked, mm-hmm. like the like there's attacks happening. Like it seems like there's two police officers or guards that are yeah, stationed there. Yeah, they're they're like security guards that have some, that have some awareness of what's happening. Mm-hmm. But ever there doesn't seem to be like in the 
there doesn't seem to be any like rush to barricade the doors, hide. And yeah. this and I, I was kind of wondering, okay, well maybe I'm thinking, you know, I'm thinking as an American that has that has dealt with like you know almost two decades now of like of public shootings. You know, yeah, mass yeah, you, you, you're used to the fucking paranoia of <laughs> yeah. like being hunted by your fellow man. Yeah, exactly. And so you've you've been trained to do it since elementary <laughs> yeah. fucking school. Yeah, exactly. Or no, probably middle school yeah. is when fucking Columbine happened. Yeah, for you, yeah. And so I was thinking, so I was thinking like, okay, um, and you know, of course, like at you know my job at jobs now, you have uh, you know you have mass shooter drills and you right. know what we're going. Do, do we now? I don't know. I oh don't, yeah, yeah. Like know. I've, like I, we, we have, we. I think once a year we go through like what, what to do, like you know, and they, it's usually like hide, barricade, and at the la- and at last resort, fight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I think is so funny. Like they're just like, I think I hear something. Yeah, but I, I think I think it's so funny that they tell us like, well, if, you know, if worse comes to worse fight and i'm just like okay <laughs> like but like but like so that does kind of like go through my head so like that it, this it was this was like driving me insane mm-hmm. like because this is also like a point in a zombie movie because this is sort of like the lead into the to the third act yeah and so what typically happens it's like you know there's sort of like you know an awareness of what's happening mm-hmm. and you have like um you know, the characters saying like, okay, how are we going to protect ourselves? Yeah. And, and this like cat and Molly and the weird guy, they make it to the hospital mm-hmm. and everyone's just standing in the lobby watching a television. Set. Yeah. No one is like finding <laughs> weapons, which there's yeah! plenty in a hospital. Oh Lots my of God. Sharp things like there's shit. acids. Yeah. There's acids. Bone saws, fucking scalpels, bone saws, which like, they use a bone saw. They later, do use a bone. They do use a bone saw later, but there's like so many things you can weaponize, and also like, because mm-hmm. I was thinking like, because like I, that's the reason I was trying to think of previous like zombie movies that have taken place at hospitals, because I was realizing there's some very secure parts of hospitals. Mm-hmm. Like there's some very com- secure rooms. There's heavy doors on a lot of the, on yeah. a lot of the rooms and like heavy locks, heavy locks, uh, yeah, you know, you know, typically, so. you know, like the, the, the mental wards, very yeah, <laughs> locked yeah. down. And so I was thinking like, okay, actually this, w- this is a very good place to be, especially since it's not affected. So when they got there, oh, that'd be interesting. A zombie movie that takes place in like a mental ward, which yeah. is like one of the last safe refuges. Yeah. So yeah. it's just like mental patients mixed up with a couple people who found refuge. Yeah. Yeah. And that'd be very interesting. Like, mm. but that's what I was thinking. Like, wow, they actually, okay. Like, okay, it's fine. Why aren't they doing anything else? Because, yeah. and that's where I started to think like, okay, this guy really just like thought of like, okay, of the blood orgies mm-hmm. and the death scenes he wants and nothing else to re- cause like, because like it w- doesn't make sense logically like that they would get there, stand in front of glass doors where they're very exposed mm-hmm. with their backs turned right. <laughs> to the glass and not do anything extra. And that's why I was trying to think, Oh, okay, well maybe those are like, that's reinforced glass. Right. Maybe that's some sort of like, you know, some unbreakable glass and they have like, they feel safe that but we see that's not the case mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely like, not so i was thinking like and so they waste a good 15 minutes i want to or 10 15 minutes mm-hmm. 
not doing anything you typically expect in zombie movies where like especially in like in a in a, in a like not just zombies but these are like these are uh, just like it's, psychos it's it's not totally a loss like 10 minutes i mean mm. there's like a couple like 5 minute like periods there but it's interspersed with the guy yeah. going to the uh the place and seeing the guy getting beat up uh, yeah. with the baseball bats and stuff yeah, yeah. which i thought was a pretty fun scene mm. Uh, he like saves a guy who's getting beat up with baseball bats and yeah. shit, and like he's like almost dead basically. <laughs> and then when he frees him, the guy's like, "Why'd you stop? <laughs> I was about to come." <laughs> it's it's it, it was actually a pretty cool scene, I thought. Yeah, I I actually I, that, that scene like I was just like, "What are you doing? Why are you confronting four of them?" But I guess he like he was com- compelled to like s- save the guy because he initially thought like the guy was like a normal dude being tortured. Yeah, right, right. But I was just like, that's that's ballsy. Like I would just be like, sorry. Yeah, I mean they were they were all obviously like smaller than him. They yeah, were all, like, they were like junior high kids. Yeah, they're junior like high kids. Still, Which I but they still had baseball bats. But I'd love to fight a group of junior high kids. Oh yeah. I think, I mean, as long as like they started it, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I would love to fight like a group of three or four junior high kids. I could totally take them, I think. I don't know. Zoomers, I I think, have that sort of like. They're so small, though. The (laughs) thing is, and I've got like a ton of core strength. I would pick each of them up and dump them. Yeah. And then they're done. Like, (laughs) if you dump someone on pavement, they're done. They're done. They're done. Like, you know, especially, especially from six feet up yeah i'm big like i've got a lot of but but then that's like while you're dunking that one the Mm -hmm. other three could be like going to lift you up and then true oh true they could try to do a triple dunk the triple dunk Uh, they they that that requires them to be coordinated though yeah and middle schoolers don't have that kind of coordination or leadership ability to get that role no 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 (laughs) I, i could totally take three yeah Three seventh, four seventh graders, three eighth graders. Well, if this ever happens in America, if we ever get that Alvin virus, like, uh... Everyone in the world, beco- everyone in America becomes a chipmunk. That's mm-hmm. very horny for, for Dave's wife. <laughs> I, I have HPV. Yeah. Call that the Alvin virus, Dave. <laughs> Your wife has sores all over her pussy now because of me, Dave. The hipmunk virus. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, so there's there's kind of a, a, a bit of wasted time in this hospital, I think. There's yeah. there, there's a scene here also where the businessman um, skull rapes uh, Molly, which... Uh, yeah, and, and I mean it doesn't it doesn't like show it exactly. It just shows no. him from like the waist up, kind yeah. of. But it's very heavily implied, and I was like, man, they didn't need that. No, especially because like the uh, this this the scene was very funny to me because like 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 when Cat and Molly come in, mm-hmm. like you know they're they're still a nurse on duty. Yeah, and the nurse takes Molly, and and she and she starts to she puts her in her wheelchair and starts mm-hmm. to care for her um, eye, mm-hmm. and then Cat starts to walk with her, and mm-hmm. and then like the nurse is like, no, you can't follow her back here, mm-hmm. and Cat's like, okay, and then and, there, and I, I did like this scene a lot because mm-hmm. then like Molly says like, thank you so much for saving my life. Mm-hmm. It was a very touching moment. And I was yeah. just like, I was like, oh, that's cute, mm-hmm. but then I was just like, but I feel this is gonna go terribly, terribly wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it does go terribly, terribly wrong, and, and that's what's what's funny because then, like, when the businessman comes in, so you're assuming Molly was led to a room, 
Mm -hmm. She was left in a hallway. Yeah, (laughs) but that's very true to a lot of That's very true because, like, actually, because, like, I was thinking back, like, I was actually in an emergency room during um, during COVID. Yeah, especially during a pandemic. They put you in the fucking hallway because they don't got the room. That hallway was packed with people. Mm -hmm. And I I wasn't there for myself. Like, my ex, like, twisted her ankle. And I went in to go visit her. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, and there was, like, you know, and there was, like, a very crowded hallway. But still, like, this this hospital... Mm -hmm is barren yeah and that's why i assuming like she was being led to like a private room or something but she was literally just around the corner mm-hmm. <laughs> so i thought it was so funny that cat wasn't allowed to go back there with her <laughs> just go around the corner and so like, sorry this is a restricted corner ma'am <laughs> yeah this is a restricted corner <laughs> and and so uh yeah that was so funny to me but um but yeah once the businessman enters no one, no one sees him, and he 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 gets in by breaking the glass door with an axe that he had from earlier. Which and, and he throws an axe with such force, not only does it break through the glass, it also goes into the back of a cop. Yeah, <laughs> it was just, it was just like I, that was a little much. <laughs> That's all. I was like, oh no, because well, I don't think this makes anyone stronger. It just makes them rageful. No, and that's why I was just like, well, a good thing. Uh, before he did, it, I was like, well, I hope that is reinforced glass. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. went right there, I'm like. It goes right through like butter. I'm like, no, it wasn't. <laughs> so, and this is like, this is the part where I was definitely like, okay, well now perhaps mm-hmm. she'll gather weapons. Mm-hmm. She'll barricade. She'll hide. Yeah. Which is like, sense. which is what you would do. Right. And she doesn't. And also, I was also thinking like today I was like making myself mad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just thinking about it while I was working. Cause I was just like, oh yeah, they're not undead. They're susceptible they have human bodies that are susceptible to everything and what but, else yeah but everyone's like so polite in the society that they can't murder anybody yeah but still it's like, like think- hold him down he's a crazed maniac who's stabbing everyone yeah. instead of just stabbing him themselves yeah. but that's okay because like there's like in a hospital what do you have like you know because like since they're susceptible to the same things like other people are you know you have like things that can make them pass out mm-hmm. you know you have like so you know you have all sorts of things that you can weaponize and i guess it makes sense why they didn't make this in america because in america this would just be like everyone shooting up their local mini <laughs> yeah, it would be, and it would just be like a fucking tuesday in you know east st yeah. louis yeah like, like fucking... that's the thing like yeah like there's only like three characters who who really have guns in this there's the mm-hmm. two cops and then like the virologist at the end mm-hmm. yeah who 3d printed himself a who gun. Three, and he, as he once, talks about it and once, like once well, he, you know need to say that once he said that it was 3d printed though mm-hmm. like i was like that thing's gonna break yeah which it did <laughs> which, which it did. <laughs> I, I like that kind of foreshadowing that was kind yeah because like yeah. I, i've heard that happening with 3d printed guns like they're since they're like basically molded made out of plastic they like, are they're they're not like made to specs that guns have to be made to no like like and that's the thing he gets a few shots off and then like it like and it overheats no. or like it gets broken. Yeah, but, you, like guns have to be made to very specific tolerances. Yeah. and like fucking making one on a three D printer, no matter how good of a three D printer you have, is not good enough because three D yeah. printing isn't that great. No, <laughs> like it's not it's not as good as fucking like you know molding and shit like mm-hmm. that and, and pouring steel into fucking molds. Yeah, you know that's that's a th- that has like tolerances within like. Point zero zero one meters and mm, shit. Whereas, yeah. like a fucking, you know, you can't get that on a three D no, printer. No. Yeah, that's why I thought that was funny. But like, but this scene's like once they, of course, like breach the hospital, like it's not a problem whatsoever. Right. Mm-hmm. Like they get in, no, like they and like the really the and you realize the only thing that was really like keeping them safe was like 
no one bothered to go to the hospital yet. Right. That was it. <laughs> was just, and no one in the hospital was infected yet. And no one, so, yeah. Somehow no one in the hospital was infected. Mm-hmm. And so it's breached very easily. And we don't know how big of a hospital this is though. Cause it could be yeah, pretty small. It has eight floors. Oh, it does. I didn't because, know. Because, um, because like she does like taxes. She's on the eighth, which there's apparently. Oh, yeah, like, I guess there's like a roof, like, you know, tall enough to get a helicopter. In. And apparently the maternity ward's on the eighth floor, on that the top make, floor. That makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. And baby's so, like a view. Baby's like a view. And um, so, yeah, like, um, but yeah, this is, and so it's breached very easily. Mm-hmm. She does not hide. She does not barricade. Mm-hmm. She does not find a weapon. She doesn't know. She 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 runs upwards to a um, stairwell stairwell yeah. and doesn't hide. Yeah, and she just she like huddles in the stairwell waiting for something to happen, and yeah. also texting her boyfriend asking him to come and like yeah. T- during this time, he's fucking fucking with the bunch of shit on his way there. Yeah, he's just like stopping and checking things out every once in a while, and get, like getting chased and shit. <laughs> yeah, but like, and this is, this is also like you know the hospital looks very weird. It looks like it's under construction a little bit. Yeah, and so I and I was reading apparently because and this is also funny to be like just the way you know it's supposed to be like a COVID paranoia type film, mm-hmm. but like the director was openly bucking the COVID restrictions that were that were in place to prevent this sort of gathering happening. Hmm. And so like he had to build the sets, the um the subway and the hospital set from scratch. Interesting. So I think that kind of explains why the hospital doesn't actually kind of look like look like a hospital. It, it doesn't. It looks like part of a hospital. It yeah, looks yeah, like yeah. it looks like I mean they, they get like a hospital room in a hospital lobby down pretty well. I think. Yeah, it, it looks like a lobby though to like an urgent care. Yeah, it's the the, the very the lobby's kind of there, and then like the rest of the hospital just seems to be having like a bunch of stairs and plastic drapes everywhere. Right, and and so yeah, that that was like that was this like this whole reaction to it is just very frustrating. I feel like it mm-hmm. should have had something to elevate, like where you know we kind of have that with her, but you know. This is where we see our, like our protagonist like really taking the taking like the the um you know her survival into her own hands and really like you know having the suit up type thing. Yeah. This is why I think it should have had sort of like more of a like an Evil Dead Two type tone mm-hmm. because Evil Dead Two you're dealing with like demons who are like you know you thought it should have been funnier. Yeah, I thought I thought it, it should have had sort of like sort of some sort of style to it. Okay, like you know where you kind of like have. Like something to really just keep you captivated because I once it gets to the hospital, it gets very boring to me. It parts it it picks up again in certain parts. Um, yeah. For instance, the um, the little dorky guy who worked for the uh, the metro or whatever. Yeah. Uh, him like getting ripped apart and having like a bone saw used on him, <laughs> yeah. but like the it's like a whole bunch of people are like holding him down. The blood orgy a, participants. Yeah, and, and and Molly is infected now, and she like starts coming towards him, and she's like, "I'm gonna give you a little kiss, <laughs> a kiss of death," and she like uses the bone saw on him. Mm. And his fucking guts explode all over his face. Yeah. And you can see, like, little bits of bone just, like, covering his face. His Mm. blood, like, just shoots everywhere. Mm -hmm. And, like, it's a really effective way of doing, like, a really horrifying scene without having to go into the whole, like, guts and gore part. It's just, like, I don't know. The the gore in this film, I think, is all pretty inventive and, Mm -hmm. like, interesting, if anything. Like, it's well done. And that's, yeah, that's why, like, I think, like... 
he thought of the gore first and like and he, and he all i feel like he kind of congratulates himself mm-hmm. in a way through his character the you know the virologist is like you know they they become very creative they they don't lose any creativity. In fact, it actually gets better. They think of inventive ways to torture people. Mm, right, and so right. Putting, like, patting himself on the back. Yeah, he's like, Jay, it's yes, like, the most creative among us have the worst thoughts possible. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I think, and I, that's why that's why the movie kind of falls apart for me because, like, I feel like the most the fun thing about watching zombie movies mm-hmm. is watching, you know how people survive and, and and how people prepare for it. Right, which I feel like this was less of a zombie film. Yeah. And more, but in, but in any sort of sort of calamity, you expect like some, yeah. some, you know, you expect that survival instinct to kick in. Right, right. It, it, this felt like with the complacency of yeah. the the protagonists, a little more like a uh, like a hostile film. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like they're, the, they're, the, the, the the protagonists are just like bewildered. They don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. It's like they've never seen a movie of this type before. <laughs> so they, they've ne- they have. They have lost all sense of like common sense because like as we you know like the when the guy like sees the girl you know um the the nerdy guy mm-hmm. like he sees like Molly when he comes upon Molly she's crouched like an animal right eating a human brain right right <laughs> and what what's 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 his instinct to do it's to walk closer and see what she's doing yeah i think and he and keep in mind he witnessed her getting skull fucked right like he knows she's infected. yeah he was on the bottom of like a, a hospital yeah he was wall. he was hiding he hid uh-huh. good for him right. that's what he should, that he should he, but, but but he yeah he heard that fucking infected load going in that eye oh socket. yeah and, a, and oh oh please fucking erase that sentence from my mind forever <laughs> yeah. oh my god oh whoa, my mind feels fucking <laughs> filthy now but that's why I was just like I was like you know that's I think that's where I kind of just like just lost any hope that anyone's going to do anything to survive. Yeah, I was like, okay, I see where this movie is going mm-hmm. because like he walks directly towards her mm-hmm. to like I think if I saw you crouched like an animal like a goblin eating a human brain, yeah. I would walk the other way. You'd, <laughs> you'd be like. <laughs> Just carnish shit. Come on. Just carnish shit. <laughs> yeah. I would. Him. I'd be like, well, Brit, you'll eat anything. I was like, Brit, have fun. <laughs> I'm going this way. Mm-hmm. Like, I would not. I would have not. I would have gone by very quietly. I would have not even telegraphed. I was there. Mm-hmm. But and that and and so like people do things like and that's why I feel like the writer. That's why I do feel like the writer. He definitely wrote like the rape and murder scenes first and foremost. Mm-hmm. And then just thought of of the ways to the characters to get in those positions. Yeah, but and but not in any way that kind of makes sense logically for like a person in that kind of situation to do. Yeah, although I will suspend my disbelief and believe that maybe Taiwan has no zombie films whatsoever, <laughs> yeah. and these people just like watch rom coms and shit. Yeah, I, just, just, I have no idea what these they folks just, they are just, watching. They just watch those Netflix rom coms. Yeah, so, yeah, right. Yeah, I have no idea what these folks be watching. <laughs> yeah. Like the that, only that thing we ever to, see on TV here is the news and a weird cartoon. It has to be it because you know we're 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 yeah as as I said you know we're we're we, like we have that playing in our minds all the time. Yeah, no, and we've like, we've also seen like a hundred something zombie movies. Right, and right. So if if you were born <laughs> if you were born a guy. Or you're on a bunch of testosterone. Your mind is constantly like playing scenes of like weird survival that are completely implausible. Like, what would happen if a bear just entered this grocery store? What happened? I could, t- I could. Uh, what, what would I have to grab to fucking fight that bear? You know, when yeah. you're in a fucking hardware store and you're like, 
what around here would I take to like a street brawl? <laughs> and then like you just like go and pick up a bunch of fucking like sledgehammers to test their weight and like feel how good they'd be in a fight and shit. <laughs> Like, God, fucking having testosterone is a curse, man. It is. Yeah, I, I do remember, like, one time we when we had to do the um, the mass shooter um, talk at at welding school. Like, every semester we did, like, the, you know, did the, had to do the mass shooter talk, you know, like, mm -hmm. what to do during the mass shooter thing. Yeah. And, um, and, like, I remember my teacher saying, like, you know what? If anyone wants to come into here, you know, all we have are weapons and stuff. And it's just like, well, yeah, man, but. You know, but if someone has a fucking gun, yeah, <laughs> well, you're gonna use a fucking TIG welder on his ass. Yeah, fucking, yeah. you're gonna fucking <laughs> drop some nice dimes on him. Yeah. Like, come on, dude, you're yeah. gonna burn a hole in his leg. Like, yeah, dude. you're gonna you're gonna wanna run and hide. Yeah, like if, if someone has a as a as a M16, you're gonna run and hide. And so, like, but yeah, you just kind of think like, okay, well, where would I hide? What's 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 heavy to hide behind? Like how, where can I go where no one's going to find me? And, mm -hmm. and that's where I feel like, yeah, like I feel like he wasted the concept of a hospital, mm -hmm. uh, on, you know, like as a place to barricade and fight back. But it kind of made sense for like the ultimate, like where, where cat ends up. So yeah. so cat ends up in a room, um, with, uh, a, a, a virologist mm -hmm. and he's like handcuff, handcuff yourself to that shower pretty sure that guy that was in the video that they were watching in the beginning yeah i i, I i'm pretty oh, sure oh, it was him before before we actually get there uh, oh yeah uh, a, a scene that like i thought was too long here um was like the minister of like the military and then the president speaking yeah. on like a nationwide address mm -hmm. and um like it kind of went on too long a little bit, but at the very end yeah. of the speech, the the uh, minister of the military, uh, it's revealed that he's gone crazy and he's infected, and he sticks a grenade in the president's mouth and blows up his head like <laughs> scanner style, yeah, yeah. and it fucking rocks. Yeah. I know. Like I I was not with the scene until the very end, but the very end, I was like, okay, I'll give that scene a pass. That's a scene, not a scene I don't like. It's a scene I thought was ineffective. Uh, yeah, and and could have been done a lot sooner. Yeah, that's something uh, that could have that should have been a very quick scene. Mm -hmm. And um, because yeah, but like they're kind of like it's sort of like misinformation from the government being like, yeah, there's nothing wrong. Because well, yeah, because before this there was like a public address system that went on, and mm -hmm. it was a guy like going crazy, saying it's like, like uh, all the men must come to the uh, 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 interior ministry office, and I will cut off your dicks and feed them to dogs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, everything's, yeah, clearly going fucked, fucking haywire. And, yeah, that yeah. was supposed to be President Z getting blown up. And, right. And, um, yeah. And that's why I think it's funny. Like, um, I guess, like, the director has said, like, there's nothing political about my film. I'm like, well, I mean, there's something political about all films, but I almost kind yeah, of. Everything's political, in, I, including saying you're not political. I almost kind of believe him, though, in a way, because I do feel he's just a dumb guy. I was going to say, yeah, I, I feel like I feel like he's too dumb to explore the politics of this. Yeah. Which, honestly. I think is a strength of the film. Honestly, yeah. I think if this was too heavy handed and too like taking a side somehow on anything yeah. besides, Hey, politicizing, this is dumb, which I agree with. Mm. Um, but like, yeah, it's, 
you know, if, if he was a smarter guy, it would have been a lot more heavy handed, I think, yeah. and a, a less effective film than what it was. Yeah, he, he clearly was a guy who read the Red Cross was like, that's fucking sick, bro. I'm mm-hmm. going to put that in there. And, and he's and, like fucking like it, it, COVID happened. He's like, now's my time, dude. <laughs> yeah. like, and, he, and he doesn't understand crossed. Mm-hmm. He's just like, he's just like, he just like the, the murder, the murder and rape aspects. I was mm-hmm. like, bad ass. I'm putting mm-hmm. that in there. And yeah. Then, it's like that. There needs to be a movie like <laughs> this, <laughs> but without any commentary. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I do feel like, yeah, he's too, he is too dumb to put a message in it. Mm-hmm. And, um, Cause yeah, like I don't know, yeah, just <sighs> so, falls apart for me in a lot of ways. So, so this scene is probably my least favorite scene in the yeah. film, where the virologist uh, like explains everything. Oh yeah, th- yeah, this uh, was unnecessary. This was unnecessary. I, I think, yeah, it wasn't my favorite acting job. In it the goes film. on, yeah, it goes on it, too it, long. It goes on like a good like eight minutes of him just explaining what's going on. And we, it's something that we've picked up as the viewer. Right, right, like, exactly. It, he's, he's explaining stuff that's already happened in the film. Yeah, he's um, explaining like things that we've already like, as the viewer, we've mm-hmm. already like, you know, we've put it together. He's just like, you know, their 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 um, inhibitions have been like completely erased. And, right, like, right. And now they're, and they explore like the deepest parts of their of, of murder and, and rape and stuff but our, our i feel like our theory explains this that yeah. the filmmaker is in fact dumb mm-hmm. because he's like oh people need this explained to them yeah. because he, he thinks people are as <laughs> yeah. dumb as he is yeah, exactly which is fine he's fine i mean he's good at a lot of things he's like savant type at making like special effects and shit like that yeah I w- for, I w- for his first film he's a good artist I yeah, yeah yeah for sure for sure um but yeah like i, I when 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 um when like um I was imagining what he looked like because his name is like Rob Jabaz. Rob Jabaz. And so I was just like, I was, at first I was like, is that some, is that, it's like, you know, like a, like him being like Rob Zombie. Is Jabaz mean something different? <laughs> Does that mean? That's a zombie in Taiwanese. Yeah. He's but a Taiwanese Rob Zombie. And like, I was kind of like, I think I mentioned to you, I think I was like imagining him at looking like um, Benny Safdie's character from uh-huh. The Curse. Yeah. Just like a, like long black curly hair and just like have a ton of rings. He's just like a scum, like this, like, you know, like death metal type scumbag guy. My name's Robbie Jabaz, and I have to have supervised visits with my shit. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, don't let Robbie Jabaz come in you. Don't, don't have let, do not let Robbie Jabaz coming you no but you know if if you got pregnant you'd be like we should have a third trimester abortion it's i like, want to see it live he's like oh you just got your best <laughs> 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 oh i'm gonna jabaz all over you <laughs> slabaz jabaz thank you mazaz <laughs> um so uh there's another great scene of violence here which is like the final showdown between the businessman mm-hmm. and um Oh yeah, yeah, and uh, and cat, and yes. uh, this is this is after like they're um, is this does the businessman or is it the guys after that kill the doctor? Uh, it's the guys after. Okay, yeah. yeah so right she, right she, before she goes into the doctor, like mm-hmm. she kills the businessman. He goes after her with an axe, and she sprays him with a uh, fire extinguisher and then hits him in the head a bunch Mm -hmm. and then just like smashes his head completely open with a fire extinguisher Mm -hmm. in some of the best gore of the film. It it was like, it made me like sick a little bit. And this is actually what I like. I feel this should have been the final scene 
because this is like this is like when the care when our when our protagonist mm-hmm. you know takes her survival into her own hands yeah and and because like there's a, you know like the businessman says like you're just like me but which like you're she's not she's yeah <laughs> she's, no, she's, she's not infected she's, she's and, and, and it's, and, it's also made clear that she's uh immune to this as well immune to this because uh the doctor infected her with it to see yeah. if she was immune and if she was he's like then you can come into the helicopter with me and we'll try to find a cure yeah yeah because your blood you know is the the answer yeah, like, but, you know, he's saying it like, you know, like, you're giving into your violent side. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't know. But I feel like he, he was obviously set up as, like, the final villain. Right. And because, like, we have this scene happen where she mm-hmm. finally, like, you know, this guy that's been stalking her for, like, the good, you know, 30 minutes of the film. Mm-hmm. Like, she finally dispatches him. Oh, and, like, almost an hour of the film. Yeah, like, an hour yeah. of the film. Yeah. And so, like, and so she finally dispatches them. Mm-hmm. And then, and then she's after afterwards she's taken in by the doctor, and we have this like grueling eight minute scene that just like right. deflates any any of the excitement that we got one, from that. One thing I did like about that scene though is it's uh, it's made clear that the doctor like threw away all the babies in a trash can, yeah, because like some of them were infected, and he's like, well, well he infected it himself. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he's yeah, testing yeah. on them. Yeah. yeah, he's just like, so, what am I supposed to do with these babies? But cat uh, literally finds a trash can full of babies, yeah. and I was like. Yeah, this guy <laughs> this guy just stole this scene from a death metal song. Like yeah. there's gotta be a cannibal corpse song called like Trash Can Full of Babies and he's like, That's going in the film, dude. <laughs> that, well, that, and I, I feel that's like, you know, kind of like the point, you mm-hmm. know, with a lot of zombie movies is like, you know, in monstrous times, man becomes monster himself. And right, this is right. like and you know, we see this in twenty eight days later, because like that's the mm-hmm. that's the third scene of twenty eight days later, is like where they feel well they entered some place where they're, or the they're safe. Yeah, yeah. yeah, third act. What'd I say? Yeah. Third scene. Yeah, third act. Yeah. <laughs> That'd third, be interesting. The th- That'd be interesting <laughs> if you knew that, dude. <laughs> the, uh, the third act, yeah. The third act is just like, um, you know, you, you they reach what they think is safety for them. Yeah, and it's and, not. And it's not. It's like, you know, these, like, after, like, you know, all the social social barriers and and, um, and social structures and just, like, our institutions have failed, uh-huh. like, you know these guys Might makes right yeah these guys feel like they have they there's nothing they're like whatever was keeping them from fully indulging in like and their like most sadist behavior is mm-hmm. gone and and so they fully feel they can yeah. go with that and they and you know so it's like who's who's the real monsters yeah. the ones you're hiding from or the ones you're like teaming with yeah and so and mm-hmm. so i felt like that's what they were kind of doing with this doctor like this doctor's depraved like mm-hmm. he's doing like fucked up shit and but it didn't really work for me like because yeah. I, 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 like, that's another reason why i think like ronnie J- robbie jabaz is just like dumb the problem is he introduces <laughs> this character and makes him one of the most important characters in the film within like an, yeah, yeah like a 10 minute span mm-hmm. and and it's like it's just like too much too fast mm-hmm. he could have done some more exposition or made him like a third character that we kind of followed a little bit or like teased a little bit from the beginning yeah. of the film or i guess i had him on tv him. yeah but like yeah just like i don't know it was like a, a little too much exposition and storytelling a little too late in the film yes absolutely um, and like, it was it was stuff we didn't need to know exactly no. like there the was fine left up to mystery and, and that's actually like a part in in crossed i'd like there's never any explanation for why it's happening yeah, yeah. and like it could be a, it could be like a virus mm-hmm. like you know since like they have like a the sign of the cross on them like you know i just like thought there's like a theory like you know a cult yeah or cult or or like um de- demon like demon possession because oh, like cool. there's a yeah. there's a demon called legion who oh, like yeah, yeah. was like known for like in um 
possessing a bunch of like mm-hmm. you know people with all and they all acted the same way yeah, yeah. and so like you know there's it's left up in the open because you don't need to know it just happened yeah and yeah. i feel like that you know is it is it the alvin virus could it be something else you know who knows mm-hmm. but like it's me fucking her life dave now she has warts all over her butthole dave how do you like that dave a constant reminder of me filling up your wife with my hot chipmunk can you're not going to make any Chimera on my watch, Alvin. <laughs> no half human. I guess. I guess the chipmunks are kind of like Chimeras almost. They are. I mean, yeah, they're either yeah, they're yeah. half they're half chipmunk, half. They're humans. not even like chipmunks. They don't have tails or anything. They really, have do weird. They? Yeah, so they're just deformed. I guess because yeah, because they wear like long T-shirts that don't like raise up in the back. Yeah, that's so. fucked up. Uh huh. Oh god. <laughs> they, they yeah, they're wearing like like snuggies or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're very disturbing. Right. But um. but like but uh but yeah, like this doctor it, like cuz like I feel like like the the moment of di- killing the businessman supposed to have somewhere emotional mm-hmm. impact. Right. And and but then like that's not like the the climax. No. Uh yeah. So after this the doctor gets his foot cut off and then killed. Which is gets his gets the the stump the part of his foot that was cut off mm. thro- like a guy throws up into his stump. Yeah. Which is <laughs> sick as fuck actually. I really enjoyed that. Well, you know there's a scene mm-hmm. that uh Robbie Jabaz left out uh-huh. that he, that I guess he's given up freely for anyone to use. Uh-huh. Um, I guess there was a scene he thought of because like this is again my theory that he just thought of these scenes and sure, tried to write sure, around sure, it. Right. But I guess like he wrote the scene where like when they first um, the infected first go into hospital, mm-hmm. there's a person having open you know brain surgery. Okay, and one of the infected comes in and just takes a shit directly into his brain. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's why also like I know this guy is like was hard as a diamond and shit writing this (laughs) is because like he said like they all agreed it was too funny to use Mm. and so i'm clearly this guy this guy that's why i feel like it should have had some a more of a a more of an evil dead type tone yeah because it's clearly this guy find like you know finds this like funny he finds this funny finds the humor in this but he doesn't play it that way at all he does not it's played played so dark it's played so dark and Mm -hmm. like i think i do think if it has a more of a more of a stylized you know and funny sort of like and also if it had a death metal soundtrack a death metal soundtrack then then it would be obvious what he's doing yeah and i Uh. think it would have been a much more enjoyable film because like like as I said, like by the time it gets to the hospital, I was bored to death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was I mean, so bored. It's got it's got highs and lows from that point. Yeah. Uh, so after this, after the doctor is killed, um, the boyfriend makes his way to the hospital. But mm-hmm. guess what? He's infected. Which was telegraphed very early on. Yeah. Like because like we see like when, after he tells her that he's coming to the hospital to pick her up. Mm-hmm. Like he has like I think we get we have like you know infected vision. Where yeah. it shows that he's been infected because he's staring at, for some reason, there's a uh, mannequin head floating in a pond. Right, right, mm-hmm. right. And it's, it, yeah, he thinks it's like a, a thing. And he thinks it's like, yeah, a severed human head that's like flicking its tongue at him. And he gets, and he starts getting like, uh oh, I'm having sinister thoughts. I'm like, oh, that motherfucker's infected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, and I was like, and and so yeah, I was so like, I got, that's why at the point I think I was just like, I know where this is going. Yeah, then they and they have like this talk and stuff, and they really didn't need to have the talk. 
No, yeah, like no, the infected she, boyfriend comes and then uh, like she's able to like get behind a gate. And, right, and and like with access to the roof and mm-hmm. she she decides to like leave him behind and he kind of accepts that. Um, yeah, well, he's, he's like, oh, I just need you. I want to rip off your skin. Yeah. <laughs> he's just like, and I'm, I think that, and you see like her lose her mind. Mm-hmm. Like she just loses her. She starts drooling like the infected. Mm-hmm. She starts laughing like the infected and crying. Yeah. And so she goes up there and she's obviously mistaken as infected and shot and, to death. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And but we don't see this. We just hear like the, the guns going off and yeah. assume that she got killed. Um, yeah. Yeah, and so everything's fucked. Everybody sucks, and <laughs> yeah. that's the end of the film. Yeah, that's why, and, and, that, and that's why it didn't have any effect on me because, like, I, I feel like we've seen we, it was so nihilistic, very nihilistic, yeah. and and uh, and we've seen this ending from the beginning, from just like Night of the Living Dead. Right. This right. is like uh-huh. this is like the this end- is a very Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, and yeah, it's just yeah. like, you know, sort of like that sort of like, um, you know, you know, everything's fucked. Like there is no salvation. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, you know, I've seen this movie a hundred times. Yeah. And so I was like, okay. And I was like, <sighs> that's why I felt it needed something to elevate it in the right. third act. Like, you know, some humor. Maybe some they, humor. Maybe they could have played up the, the whole Alvin angle. And- yeah. Oh, that shit you fucking bold cuckwives. You fucking plowed through hot wives like a motherfucker on tons of Viagra. <laughs> Yeah, Alvin and the Cuck Monks. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, like I was just like, you know, sort of like a, or a suiting up type scene like in Evil Dead, you know, just like something where we're showing like, okay, because like that's one thing you also see in zombie movies mm-hmm. is because it's like, because like the entire social strata has just been eliminated. Like mm-hmm. there's like, there's like everyone's in the same boat. Right. And so you have different people from all walks of life coming together, mm-hmm. you know, of all different, like sort of like, you know, like, you know, uh, ideologies, like social status, like, mm-hmm. like, you know, gender, et cetera. You have them coming together and like forcing these people to work together and survive. Yeah. And I feel that's a missing element that it could have used. Like, cause especially like, yeah, although I, you know, I this is by a Canadian guy making a Taiwanese film, yeah. so I'm sure there's a large cultural disconnect here of exactly like his vision for this yeah. and exactly how Taiwanese society is. Yeah, because I mean, uh, I don't know. I mean, that's that could also be like, yeah, like we're commenting on how weird the hospital is. That could be how Taiwanese hospitals who knows? look like. Yeah, what if we're totally off base and that's how all of them are? They're just <laughs> yeah. eight stories and covered in plastic sheeting. <laughs> covered in plastic sheeting. Why not? Mm-hmm. So like, um, yeah, but I just yeah, I just feel like you know, if you were like a hospital, would have been a great place to just barricade and and just wep and, and get those things. And mm-hmm. I feel it kind of needed something that or not spend like the last half of the film inside that hospital yeah like i i feel it definitely needed like a change of scenery Mm -hmm. but the fact that like the fact that they had such strict covid restrictions while filming Mm -hmm. since this was filmed like during 2020 yeah and also this is obviously like a very low budget film yeah very yeah it's it's funded by cryptocurrency (laughs) and and cam girls yeah i wonder how much like this film actually cost to make yeah I mean, it, I will say it looks good. Yeah, it's it's like it's very sh- competently directed. Yeah, and so like, and that's just this thing. Like, I don't think the writing was up to par. Mm-hmm. Like personally, like I do like, like I feel Robbie Jabaz is just like a dumb guy <laughs> and just wanted to have like thought like 
I mean, I, I feel like if he if he were to have made like a music video with these scenes intercut, mm-hmm. I think it would have been a badass fucking music video. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> it would have been like, like honestly, it would have been better. Like yeah, with more humor, with like a death metal soundtrack. Yes, like like, like a char- like characters with more exaggerated personalities. Yeah, like but, uh, it, except for the businessman, I thought was a great character. Oh yeah, but like I but thought, you know, but as a, as a hero. Like you, you would have needed you needed like an Ash, like a Bruce Campbell type, right? You know, right, to really right. Yeah, like, like if that girl went crazy at the end and like yeah. really showed it. Although I thought all of the acting was very competent. Yeah. Um. You know, I can't tell exactly how their line delivery is, but yeah, it seemed good. Yeah, it seemed good because I don't speak Mandarin. Or whatever <laughs> yeah. Films are, so. yeah, but I, I, but I feel I do feel like the. The President Z scenes played very comically because because mm-hmm. co- like President they did and the the way they were shot was very comical which was interesting and I, I, I and yeah like especially like there's like you know some Dutch angles that are taken like yep, especially yep. when the um, minister minister is going insane mm-hmm. I and I and 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 he really just sells like you know ripping the pin of the of the grenade with his tongue yeah and and it definitely needed some more of that sort of like you know oomph some, mm-hmm. something to really just like you know. Like uh, an exaggeration. I mean, it's already the behavior's already exaggerated, but like just sort of like something that really like some like Sam Raimi type camera turbulence and like you know zooming in and out on things. Yeah, and and just like some sort of like some sort of more manic energy because like yeah, Mm -hmm. that I mean as we were saying like that scene Mm -hmm. drags on for so long because it's just flat shots. Mm-hmm. Just flat shots of like of the of, of everything until like the guy starts to kind of lose his mind and then it becomes you know you know you know what it is hmm. this this film was made by an obviously bipolar person <laughs> yeah. however however he was uh, he was on a manic swing when he wrote it and mm-hmm. he was on a depressive swing when he shot it mm-hmm. yeah I do feel that yeah yeah I yeah, I, I would have liked yeah like like something something more to really bring me in because like especially like now. I feel mm-hmm. like a zombie movie mm-hmm. is like it's a hard sell. I mean, we've, it is. we've we've especially one that's like, hey, I got a pandemic zombie film. Yeah, and and, and it's like and it's like it's a it's a, zo- a zombie film, you know, especially something like this where it's just like, you know, it it's it's basically like, you know, the Night of the Living Dead plot. You know, every other zombie movie outbreak type zombie outbreak type movie. Right. I mean, this does have a very clear ham fisted message, though, of we shouldn't be politicizing a virus. (laughs) Yeah. It like literally says that like three or four times in the film. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's in there. But like. okay. Yeah. Which is is fine politics. It's something I don't disagree with. And it's like. I don't know. It's like dumb guy politics, though. It's like, hey, this shouldn't be political, but that's a political statement. And it's like, I mean, what do you mean by it shouldn't be political? Like, yeah. it should be completely covered and funded for all treatment by the government, or it should be something that's completely left up to the free market. Well, that's the thing. Like, it's like, like he, he doesn't go, he doesn't explore that at right, all. Right. He just says it. Yeah. There's, that, there's nothing in the movie to actually bring apart, the, bring home those themes. Like, cause like, if you look at like zombie, and movie- they're in a hospital the entire time. Yeah, in in presumably like Taiwan or China, because yeah. everyone's speaking Mandarin, and so like, you know, they could make a commentary on, you know, the superiority or if he has a perceived like inferiority of their medical system. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Yeah, there's like, yeah, I mean, there's like something to be said about medical care, about like, about you know, COVID, you know, like. 
you know, PPE type shit, you know, just anything. But that's why I feel like he just like just made a zombie movie and like the the COVID stuff is left at the at the at the back. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely not at the forefront of the film, but it's like inserted in there several times, I think, to honestly to just say, uh, yeah, I made a pandemic zombie film. Yeah. yeah. And and zombies, you know, zombies are always been like a sort of like commentary on whatever social issues happening at the time. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think like the zombie movie had the, you know to to stay relevant the zombie concept has evolved you know, as we're seeing now yeah with, it like, always has because it's it's about ultimately like the power of the mob yeah and and yeah. and especially now you know it reflects you know whatever concerns you know monsters have always reflected the whatever concerns we have at the time of ourselves of ourselves yeah. and 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 that's why like you know one of the most the popular zombie thing now is like The Last of Us mm-hmm. which is like it it that's sparked by climate change right because like the, it's a mushroom thing yeah the, like because like this 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 um zombie mushrooms has only been able to infect humans mm-hmm. because of like the rising temperatures yeah and, and humans are the only species that will willingly eat uh in, infectious <laughs> mushrooms yeah. for fun yeah. <laughs> and so like there's commentary on that you know we also have like the the, the mushroom zombie movie um uh, the girl with all the gifts which is very good i haven't seen it really good i love that movie that movie's good like and that's sort of like and that's sort of like you know embracing change mm-hmm. you know there's like definitely like a generational yeah. type stuff like uh, conflicts happening yeah and just like and then how we perceive like younger generations right and so that's that's in there and like and that's why i feel like you know to to be a successful zombie movie you kind of have to like roll with the punches see mm-hmm. what's relevant now and and this I felt was dying to do a COVID thing, but didn't really. It just kind Not of really. it, it just redid the plot of of other zombie movies that have already been done mm-hmm. with the little little hint of COVID. Yeah, there was nothing to really like really like make it stand out mm-hmm. to me besides like the gratuitous gore and violence. Yeah, right? yeah, and as a gore movie, as a body horror movie, I thought it was pretty effective. Yeah, I mean, um, it's, it it's, has if you if you're looking for gore, like. Yeah, sure. It's and it's it's. I mean, it's it's got a better plot than a lot of just straight up gore movies. Mm. It's you know, it's it's not a great plot, but it's yeah. better than just like, you know, guy wants to kill. Yeah, yeah. It's I yeah. I I think uh, Robbie Jabez, uh could have really benefited from a writer that wasn't himself. Yeah, probably. Like, I mean, this is his first time writing, directing, yeah. and producing and editing a full film. Yeah, and. I thought he did a competent job at each of them. Yeah. B- definitely his best work in the film was the the editing and the directing. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely, then, yeah. And the writing was not great, but for, I don't know, for writing a, a, a film for Mandarin, mm-hmm. I don't know if he's, you know, fluent or whatever, but yeah. I thought it played pretty well. I thought the casting was pretty good. Like, everything about this film is competent yeah. to good. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... The only thing that's really good is like the gore. Yeah. 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 And for me, I don't know. That's that wasn't enough to really like sell me on it. Like, mm-hmm. like, I, you know, I like I like special effects. I like, you know, heads mm-hmm. exploding. Sure. But also, I just feel like, you know, I feel like I've been forced to watch so many zombie movies in my life. Sure, <laughs> I feel sure. like there's been a million zombie movies and. Mm-hmm. To make me watch more, it has to have something in it, and this didn't really have it for me. And mm-hmm. um, 
I am very much looking forward to everything Robbie Jabaz does from Robbie henceforth, mm. especially if he has someone else writing it. Yeah. If he's just directing, editing, and doing special effects on things. Yeah. I think he has a promising career ahead of him. I think so too. Because this is this is a it's not a great film. I'd yeah. say it's a good film for what it is. Uh, but more than anything, it's a very good directorial debut. Yeah. I mean, like for me, there's like covid wise like if mm -hmm. i were to make like covid movie like there's you know i would do a station 11 like or mm. I, I don't know if you've seen the movie contagion oh yeah yeah i like contagion Cont and contagion is like the perfect covid movie and mm. it was made in 2011 i know like which is and it's like it's almost scary how like good it is how prescient yeah, yeah how prescient and just like and how it really and and and, and being you know nine years before it actually happened mm -hmm. and just like predict the trajectory of like how it pretty much goes mm -hmm. it was fascinating and i feel like you know to, and that i think really does a better job mm -hmm. of stressing um you know your fears around disease mm -hmm. and and catching an infectious disease and just like and how terrifying that is because mm -hmm. like with a zombie movie you know that the, the like zombie movies have always had that thing but it's just like it's more about like getting bitten Right, all that right, stuff. Right. It's not like, and I, I guess a point of this film, in a way, is that like people don't care so much and don't have the anxiety of getting a disease. No, that when no, they no. should. <laughs> yeah, even yeah. after. Yeah, that's. I mean, I, that's the thing. Like, you know, stuff starts happening. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's why I, I thought it was funny. Like, you know, you have like, you know, obviously, clear like people are being infected. Yeah, and that guy goes and confronts four infected teenagers right i'd be like get the fuck away from yeah me. <laughs> teenagers are dirty as fuck like you're go you're risking infection bro mm -hmm. and um yeah and, and and yeah we don't see that social distance or anything or, or the avoidance of disease i mean you don't really see that in contagion either but that makes sense because like it was made in 2011 it's made in 2011 and, and also in asia it's also a movie yeah. where it's like you know if they really if they did were wearing masks mm -hmm. It would be very. It, you have to have that sort of like you know, uh, you have to give it a pass because it's like okay, yeah. How are we supposed to see these actors act if they have masks on? Yeah. <laughs> and so, so th th there's that. You have to kind of kind of reason with that. But mm -hmm. but I I just think that's a that's a really good movie. Cool. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. So ultimately, what would you give this film? Like I rated it a two on Letterboxd. I feel like that's a little low because that's like saying it's a bad film. Oh, I only, I only give that to bad films. Oh, well, I was saying like yeah. I gave it a two last night, uh -huh. but thinking about it more at work today, mm -hmm. I give it a one. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like that's a completely unfair rating, to be honest. Like, I just don't, I just, there's nothing that makes me want to rewatch this. That's fair. There's a yeah. lot of things that make me not want to, yeah, like, but, I don't really want to rewatch, like, Bo is Afraid ever again, but it's still, like, mm -hmm. a four and a half star film for me. Oh, yeah. Bo is yeah. Afraid, but yeah, you have to definitely be in, like, a fucking mood. You have to be in a fucking mood. And that and, mood is and, not knowing what the film's about because it takes you on a goddamn journey. And you also have to have like three hours of your day full. Mm -hmm. and, right, right. And yeah, just like, I don't know. I just don't be like, you know, like, watch I this with my girlfriend or uh, something. I would, like, the <laughs> thing is though, like, you would, I would recommend this to gore fans, straight up. Yeah. Like, it's a good film for gore fans, and I'm a gore fan. Yes. Um, I, I think. An gore fan. Uh, of course, Al Gore. I mean, <laughs> our our president, our forever president. Our forever he president. actually won in twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah. They took it from him. Took it from our boy. <laughs> uh, 
But yeah, like as a gore fan, I can see watching because I I would did see that this was very highly rated among a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the average rating is like three point two or three point yeah. five on on uh, Letterbox, which is which is good. I, yeah. I'd say three point two is good. I'd say three and above is a good mm-hmm. film. You know, I don't. There were mid parts of it, mm-hmm. but there were good parts of it, and so yeah. a mid film is two and a half to me. Yeah. Um, and the gore was pretty exceptional for the most part. I, I, I'd give this three and a half. Yeah. Three I, and a half. I, I think like, especially considering it's a directorial debut, I consider even giving it a four mm. for being as like good as it is well produced as it is. Yeah. It I has mean, a vision to it that I don't really fuck with, mm-hmm. but it's a vision. Yeah, but for me, like, I don't know, like, especially, like, coming out and, like, seeing, like, there's, like, you know, even in, like, 28 Days Later, we have, like, that sort of, like, you know, you know, and just, like, thinking forward of, like, how life has progressed has mm-hmm. become more interesting. You know, we have, like, but, Last I mean, of Us. Yeah, you're you're comparing it to, like, 28 Days Later, which yeah. is, like, maybe a four-and-a-half, five-star film. <laughs> yeah, it was, like, one of, the best, not, one of the best it, movies. Made yeah. from a very established director with a high budget that yeah. he didn't spend much of. No. And, like, he mostly most spent it, on but, actors and shit. And also keep uh, shutting down a, a, a part in, uh, street in Britain for, for like, ten yeah. minutes. Yeah. But, yeah, but it just being, like, you know, you know, you look at other stuff that's, like, been popping off, you know, that's been more popular in, in culture and it's just like you know you have the last of us that's like 20 years after a sort out of like a, out of a zombie pandemic and right right and that that you know they gave that show like 200 million dollars for yeah. 10 episodes but I just and this mean, is like, probably i'm gonna say maybe a five million dollar film but that's the thing like where this where this film failed for me mm-hmm. is like something that's free story and yeah. I think like like the storytelling for me is where mm-hmm. it just like just did not captivate me at all. That's fine. And yeah. like especially like the last part, like you know, there's like there's a muddled message. Mm-hmm. Like there's not he doesn't. It's clear like he didn't have like a message that he thought of that he wanted to express. In other us. other than hey yeah let's let's not politicize this thing. But yeah. I don't I don't think he's smart enough to understand what that politically means saying yeah. things shouldn't be political. Yeah. So, I think, I think uh, a lot of people are saying, or like maybe a, he just wanted to make it like a very universalist message. Cause yeah. this is a technically like a Chinese Canadian production. Yeah. You know, so maybe it's meant, maybe it's not meant so much for uh, us as an audience. Cause it wasn't released in the States until over a year after it debuted. Until oh one. really? Yeah. So, mm. you know, I don't know. Um, and I can imagine this is probably one of the better Taiwanese horror films I've ever seen. I can't even think of another Taiwanese horror film, to be honest. Uh, I'm trying to think of where. Did you ever see Wild Zero? I think that was like. Wild Zero it. rocks. That's yeah. Japanese, though. Yeah, Japanese. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wild Zero fucks. Yeah, Wild Zero is cool as hell. And that's a, that's a movie with style, mm-hmm. humor. Yeah. Like a trans love story, mm-hmm. like fucking guitar wolf. Guitar wolf. It has fucking guitar wolf. Mm-hmm. It has it has like a magic whistle that summons them, mm-hmm. and it's just like, and that was made like twenty years ago. That was made like thirty years ago. I think yeah, it's was an early nineties film. Yeah, or yeah. yeah, and that fucking that movie fucks. Mm-hmm. That movie fucks, and like, and there's no reason why other movies can't fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. This this movie is distinctly missing like a sense of humor about it or like a true stylistic direction. But I yeah. will I will give that a pass because it is a low budget first time director yeah. directing people whose language he might not even speak. <laughs> That's true. And he so, could have had like a he could have had like a translator on set for, the entire for, time. For this being like him just shooting a shot at directing, 
I think it's promising, at least. Yeah. It's, he, he, I could definitely see this director making good films. I, yeah, I could see him. I, the only thing I would say is like probably work more on like building tension in a scene. Building. I thought the tension was pretty good. Um, yeah. It like especially for the first two thirds of the film, mm-hmm. up until like the speech at the hospital from the president. Like I thought the tension was really good, especially like. You know, the first scene of violence at the the diner was great, and then it ratcheted up even more in the fucking the the subway. And then when they escaped the subway, and just the Japanese businessman was mm-hmm. coming after them, and he like bit off the guy's nose and then killed him. Yeah, that, that I mean, that was all like I don't know. It had it had a great environment intensity to it. I thought. Well, I mean, like I think some stuff was telegraphed too soon, like the mm-hmm. the hospital doors, like. You know, yeah, that was dumb. I was just I like, know, come yeah. on, dude. Like something's they're obviously going to rush through that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so and so when it happened, I was just like, well, duh, of course. Yeah, and yeah. and but at the same time, I don't know how they would have furthered the plot if the hospital was like really well fortified. And and think about it. Well, I mean, like they what, ha- what hospital have you seen in America that doesn't have glass sliding doors? That's true. But like that get away from those doors. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like, I guess one thing like I feel was underused was the fact that they that the um, infected are still clever. Mm-hmm. They still have like, they still have their regular intelligence and their mm-hmm. problem solving skills. And so like, it's not like zombies where you can, if you form like a good enough barrier mm-hmm. and, and, and like, and make them so they can't see you, like you're, I you're kind of safe. No one's perfect in zombie films and everyone no makes perfect. a lot of mistakes. And also this is in Taiwan and it's we don't a, really understand their culture, how things are set up there. <laughs> You know, yeah, I like the the fact that she's not allowed to see her friend that's just right around the corner. Right. <laughs> that sounds like some bureaucratic bullshit we'd see in America, doesn't it? But it's also funny because it's like you know, you, you know that because like that's what they you see is like the just like the, the breakdown of just like of you know social rules and just sort of like rules in general during zombie films. And you yeah. think like she would just be like, no, I'm gonna stay with my fucking friend, dude. Mm-hmm. Like we just went through some shit. We just survived. Yeah. A murder on a subway. Yeah. I don't know. That's there was for some, me. It's still a one. Uh, I uh, <laughs> I'm gonna fuck your wife about that, babe. I'm gonna look you in the eyes, babe, while I'm fucking your wife and give you one star, and then give your wife a one pussy full of my disgusting infected load, Dave. <laughs> Hey, I will say I've seen people give like a half a star to it on Motorbox. And I was just like, uh, I read the reviews. I'm like, they're absolutely 100% correct. No, I think I think the average review of 3.2 yeah. is accurate, 100%. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I'd give it a 3.2, 3.5. Yeah, I gave it three and a half stars. I'm holding to that. I it, mean, if it's I w- something I would definitely recommend to a lot of horror fans and especially gore fans. Okay. Like straight up. Like it's... Uh, you know, it's 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 a f- an effective film in some ways, and in some ways not. It's not an effective political film at all. It's an effective no. gore film, a hundred percent. It's effective. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think I said like it feels like a demo reel of like of the things that this guy was writing and made him yeah. hard. Yeah, hundred percent. No, it it does feel like a demo reel of like for like getting a bigger budget for a film that he really wants to make. Yeah, I, I mean, feel, yeah, it I, could open up some doors for him. Like, oh, it's definitely going to. Like, this was yeah. a really well-reviewed film when it came out. And yeah. I th- I'm sure he's probably going to deal with Shudder now or something. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, more power to him. I just hope he uh, hope he uh, 
Get some. Uh, get, get some. Get another writer. How about not, just he's, like literally? He's not, a, he's not a George Lucas. No. Like <laughs> literally, not, literally, he's like he's not a Neil Breen. Like literally, <laughs> this film could have been like five stars if he got a good writer and he had more of a sense of, I don't know, visual style and yeah. acuity. Yeah. Which is, but yeah, you know. So I, I don't know if you could give it one star if the only problem was the writing wasn't up to snuff. <laughs> like the writing wasn't so bad that it's a one star film. It well, can't take away. It can't take away four stars for writing. That's the thing. Like it just became just. I feel like it just became indistinguishable from other zombie movies to me. No, I, 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 I don't. I mean. Like the businessman, you can't forget that guy. The, I mean, there there was a lot of scenes in this film that were that set themselves apart from other zombie films. You know, like the the you know some of the gratuitous violence, the fucking yeah. the film, the scene at the cafe and the scene on the subway. I thought stood apart for me, and also mm-hmm. like the hallway in the subway when the guy was coming after him. Mm-hmm. Um, also, when he, she smashed the businessman's face with a fire extinguisher, it was pretty incredible. Uh, I don't know. The, the the gore really stood out. And so as a gore film, I mean, this could have been if it was just like a 20 minute short. Yeah. There was just almost all the gore and lots would, of lots would, of lots of music. It would it would be yeah, one of the best either death metal videos or are like fucking gore shorts ever. Yeah, I, I mean, I like I like the style of the credits. <laughs> like when the yeah, credits how, <laughs> how the credits kick in and it's just like a fucking heavy death metal song and like a bunch of like flashing red yeah. and black. And I was it's like, cool. Sick. Like, and that's the thing. I wish that energy translated to the rest of the film. Yeah, yeah, I, I like, feel that. Like, but, sort, yeah, yeah, it needed that sort of like manic, just sort of like it's it was it was mm-hmm. it was being edgy. And I just feel like it could have also used that sort of like, you know, just like, yeah, no, we're going to go fucking nuts with it. With, with we're going to have music. We're um, going to have. So we needed a Bruce Campbell in the lead. You, I don't, I don't think you understand what edgy means. <laughs> and so because of that, I'm going to propose next, next week, we're going to watch a Jimmy Screamer Claus film. All right. You're not ready. I'm not ready. You you think you think you know what edgy means and like writing to like just be like exploitative and just like a fucking edge lord? You got no fucking clue, my friend. You're gonna shit your pants. I still stand by my one star rating for this film. Well, then you're gonna have to find a new star rating system <laughs> once you see a Jimmy Screamer Claus film. Straight up, you're, you're gonna it, be I'll, I'll go into negative star territory. You can't do that. You're not allowed. <laughs> it says we're no. the rating system. We don't know. I control this <laughs> podcast. The rating system only goes down to half a star. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll give it a half a star. Uh, or, or watch, watch. I rate it two stars just to be fucking crazy. <laughs> an I'm asshole. I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you know what? That movie fucking rocked. <sighs> I will say, you know, I recommend the movies Wild Zero, mm-hmm. Contagion, mm-hmm. Uh, Station Eleven. It's a really yeah. good series. Oh yeah, let's. Uh, we're gonna add a new segment to the end of the podcast. What you been watching this week? Uh, what shit? What did I watch? I don't know. Get your letterboxed out and see. Uh, I did watch the. Oh, fuck! You know what else? You know mm. what's a good movie that kind of has this sort of setup? Mm. The Blob, nineteen eighty eight, motherfucker. Oh, the Blob is good. I like Blob. The Blob. Mm-hmm. Fucks like yeah. like Frank Darabont like wrote The Mist. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to see a movie that has like just like small town people just dealing with something completely fuck up, fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. 
can't go worse than the blob or the mist. Yeah. Those movies fuck. Mm-hmm. That is those are good five star ass movies. Yeah. Uh yeah, but I watched um I watched uh both blobs, the original mm-hmm. and the um and the uh, 1988 one because mm-hmm. I love that movie. The movie's so good. Yes. Um and of course I watched Showgirls. I think I mentioned that earlier. Yeah. How would you rate that? I would rate uh Showgirls. I mean that's a that's a movie that's very exploitative and yeah. that's like you know of course like you know paul verhoven mm-hmm. he you know he's the master of it yeah and but he's a master of saying things through exploitation yeah like and his his vision like he's yeah. he's got good politics yes and he says it through satire yes and yeah. that's almost kind of like i was trying to wonder like you know mm-hmm. the showgirls because you know How with, 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 Star, with starship yeah. troopers uh-huh like you know, you can it, it make, movie makes sense. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like, how how would you rate it? How would I rate it? Yeah. Uh, I think I rated it four stars. Four stars, awesome. What yeah. else did you watch this week? Uh, what else did I watch? Boop, 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 boop. Um, yeah, uh, Showgirls, the beginning of the end. How was that? Uh, it's it was pretty bad. I gave that two stars, so it's a like higher higher rating. What, what year is that? Nineteen fifty seven. Oh, yeah, yes. your your star rating's arbitrary. <laughs> If you're listening to this podcast, just disregard whatever Pat says because he just he's fucking like he's just rating things by base now. I have, I have good I have good opinions. Uh huh. Okay, so uh, let's see what I watched this week. Uh, Oscar nominees: Past Lives and Maestro. Uh, I really like Past Lives. I gave that mm. four stars and liked it. Maestro, I only gave a three. Uh, really good acting, but it's obviously just like acting actors Ask trying Oscar to get babe. a fucking an Oscar. Uh, but uh, Bradley Cooper is really gay in there, and he's fabulously gay, which mm. I really enjoyed. So three stars for that, just was, based on was, the performances. Uh, was uh, he gay in real life? Uh, he's bisexual. Oh, was bisexual. he bisexual? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Uh, Leonard Bernstein. Yeah. Uh, I also watched Cage Heat 2, Stripped of Freedom. I gave that one and a half stars. Fucking sucked. Mm. <laughs> like, lacked the boobs of the first one. Mm. Bad. Uh, last night, I watched The Exterminator from 1980. Mm. That film fucks. <laughs> it's part of the genre uh, of what I consider only really happens in, like, the 70s and 80s, like, post-Vietnam films. And the genre is PTSD makes guy a fucking badass. Oh, nice. And it's so just, it's just basically, like, like uh, a Vietnam vet, uh, but doing death wish shit, like death wish <laughs> three shit of just like putting a guy in a meat grinder. He and, shot the giggler, man. Oh, it's so fucking good. Uh, and then, yeah, uh, the sadness. But yeah, uh, that's what I watched this week. Cool. Yeah, some good, good, good recommends in there. I guess. Uh, the I guess one. I've also been just watching lots of Enterprise. Yeah, yeah, Enterprise is cool, but that's another podcast. That's another podcast. So I think that's a great place for us to leave it. Yeah. Uh, thanks for joining us in yeah. the Media Dungeon. Yeah. Uh, I've been Britain. And I have been uh, Patrick. And this has been the Media Dungeon on the Dumb Idiot Bullshit Podcast Network. Go support us, please, at uh, patreon.com slash dumbidiotbs. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll see y'all later. Bye-bye now! Fuck your wife, Dave. I'm gonna fuck her so fucking hard!